You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 89. Today, we're talking all about how to define your life and your business by design. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now with over 800,000 downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. All right. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, James Wedmore here, and welcome to another bonus Wednesday edition of the Mind Your Business Podcast, where today I'm simply going to talk to you about a better way for creating a vision for your life and for your business. How to define your business by design, not by default. This is a powerful topic and this is something that was such a lesson that I needed to learn years ago. When I started out, I thought the harder I worked, the longer I worked, the better off that I would be. And that was the fast track to burnout, to struggle, and to frustration. And it wasn't until I started realizing that I have a say in my life and how I wanted my life and my business to go that things started to shift. It's a lot about what this podcast is all about. And ultimately, my goal, my intention for you in this episode is simple. It's to give you permission and to show you that it is possible to choose your life and your lifestyle, your values and your happiness and your health over work and hustle. And uh, we'll start with that word you know I love so much, hustle. I feel like I want to make a new term here called the hustle blankie, (laughs) the hustle blanket. It's like it is. It's like your comfort blankie. And I've talked to several people about this recently, really. It's just come up naturally in conversation. The concept of hustle can, you know, I think we just need to redefine the word, but the whole hard work, long hours thing, even though it can be painful, stressful, exhausting, is actually, there's something very comforting about it, isn't it? You see, stepping out into the world of entrepreneurship, is like stepping onto uh, just like a blank canvas of nothingness, which also means anythingness. And if you don't have a clear path of vision, which we'll talk to you about today, it can be kind of hard to fill that void. And it can be uncomfortable and it can be uncertain. So, what we tend to do, myself included, and you know your job is to recognize it, is we fill that void with hard work because that makes us feel like we have been productive, like we did a good job. We put in a good hard days of work. And that is only sustainable for so long. So in a very short amount of time, you can be like, wow, look at all I chopped off my to-do list. You know, look at how much I got done. But If that's all we're measuring our life and our business by, how sustainable is that? And is that really going to get you to where you want to go? And what we end up doing, 
most of the time is choosing to do the hustle tasks versus the scary ones. See, there can actually be something really comforting and safe about the things that just take hard work, like trying to figure some technology piece out. It's the things that are actually really easy, but scary. That's what makes them hard, right? Is that they can be scary that really make the big difference. Like doing a webinar. Like if you had someone else set up the tech and just said, okay, you're live, start talking. Well, talking is easy and presenting is easy from a, you know, we only make it hard because we get in our heads about it, but it's something you know how to do. And those are the things that I call at bat moments, but we tend to put those off and choose the things that at least we can show and prove to the world that we're working hard. This is why we call it the hustle blankie. And so the analogy I created here is like, let's say you're growing a plant. So you plant the seed. The seed is the idea of possibility of what you're creating. Now, with something like a service-based business or one-on-one coaching, what happens here is you plant the seed and you can actually have it sprout really quickly because you could go out today and get a client. You could go out today and have someone pay you for a service rendered. I mean, it is not that hard. It's really, hey, I can do this for you. I can do it quicker, right? Freelance. What you find out is that the plant will break through the soil, germinate faster. So you'll get results quicker. And that's great. But when you find that you're doing something like a one-on-one, service-based, just you, and you're trading time for dollars, you can start faster, which is great. You can get to profit quicker. But how big can this plant get? Can it sprout into a redwood or is its own root system stifled very quickly? How many clients and how many hours can you really work before you're like, there's no more hours in the day. So you realize that it can grow faster, but it stops growing very quickly. Okay. And then we can contrast that with any type of leveraged business, which is going to bleed into what we're talking about today, which is what's going to help you build a business by design is looking at where can everything be leveraged. That is the key word. And so if we look at the type of business that I have, most of my students and listeners have is any type of leveraged content business. Now we have students who are selling software. We do have people who run big agencies, but membership sites, group coaching, online courses, etc. This is very fascinating because if we were to use the analogy of a tree or a plant for this, it's actually harder or takes longer for that seed to germinate. For most people, that's been the experience. I mean, I struggled for years. So you got to have some patience. You put that seed in there and sometimes you're waiting and waiting and waiting. And maybe just a little green leaf starts to pop through the surface, the little root, right? And then something happens and you got to start over. (laughs) And then he goes, but the point is it can grow much taller and it can grow much bigger. And that's a very fascinating distinction. And why I share this is because if you are transitioning from the one-on-one training time for dollars to this bigger plant, this leverage type business, It can be a real challenge because you have to make that leap into a lot of waiting and patience. 
you know, I'm a big fan of helping people shorten that waiting period. But when you can get a new client tomorrow or wait two to three months before you launch your first course and you don't even know how it's going to go, we tend to choose the get the new client. But what we rarely do is look at what that's costing us in the long run. And I want to start to encourage you, this is all relevant to today's cause, is that part of building your life and business by design is looking at the big picture, the long-term picture, the long-term consequences of today's actions. And those sacrifices or tough decisions you make today can have a huge impact way down the line. It can be so challenging. I mean, I remember when I stopped my bartending business to pursue my online business full time. And I turned away gigs because I knew how much it was costing me to not focus 100% of everything I've got on this business. It's challenging. It's not easy. It's something to think about. So the hustle blankie, <laughs> the hustle blanket. When we choose hard work, when we choose long, arduous days over the scary yet what we call 5% of activities that yield 95% of your results. I want to shed you of that comfort zone and invite you to step out of your comfort zone. And again, the reason I'm the case I'm making here is that hustle gives us comfort because in the realm of entrepreneurship where anything is possible, there's almost a sense of uncertainty when you're faced with limitless opportunities and choice. Every day is a brand new day. You can go in any direction. Am I going in the right direction? Am I going down a wrong path? And is it going to take six months before I find out I've wasted all this time? And so, yeah. And working less can be scary because it's like, what if I'm not doing enough? So we want to help with that by filling in a little bit of that with a vision. By creating more of a clear plan of your life and your business by design. And that's what I want to do with you here today. Invite you to do that. And again, it is about giving you permission and showing you hopefully through my own example that putting lifestyle first is possible. That until you do this, I guarantee you, your business is going to run you. It's going to have its say over you. The very thing that you think was giving you freedom that's why you started. I want a business because I want more freedom will be the very thing that imprisons you until we start to get really clear on this and put you first. I've mentioned this before, right? Parkinson's law work expands so as to fill the time available for its completion. This is so, so scary true. But until we get clear on a lot of things we're going to get over today, you'll just spend all day working. And you won't even get any closer. You won't even have that real satisfying experience of progress, of moving the ball down the line. So this is important. So the first thing I'm going to do is we're going to break this down into a Venn diagram. So there's three overlapping circles. And if you're listening on our uh, Mind Your Business website, you'll see the image here. But we want to break this into three areas. Maybe you've seen this before. We're just going to dive deeper and give my version of this. But it's finding what you love, what you're good at, and what makes you money. And if you can find the place where all three of those overlap, we can start to create a business by design. And I'm going to break down and talk about all of those three. And we'll start with love. Getting really clear on what you love doing. Because the first thing I have to say is that 
the beautiful thing about entrepreneurship is it really is this tool of self-expression. It's a tool of manifesting and creating a life's work. You know, whether you're an author or a blogger or a software creator, you're putting, you're creating something and putting it out into the world that is an expression of you. And why would you do something you don't love doing? And the thing is, is like, this is really important is that like, yes, you got to have passion and that's so true. There will be people who say you got to be passionate about the thing you're, you know, teaching or creating content about. And, you know, I do question that. I just think there has to be passion or love there. And I want to start with the first passion or love. I'm going to go ahead and make a stand and say that this is essential. And that is if you're in business for yourself, you got to have a love for business and marketing. Too many people I meet like can't stand it, yet they're in business for themselves. That's got to change in my opinion. That is tricky. I guess you could call this the accidental entrepreneur where they just want to do their craft. They just want to do their thing. They don't really want to deal with business side. They don't really want to deal with marketing. They just want to do their thing. And I just think that's a scary route to go because here's the thing. I'm a huge fan of outsourcing, systematizing, creating processes, standing operating procedures, all that. But one thing you really can't outsource, I mean, you can't at higher corporation levels, but at your level, the small business owner, you can't outsource the CEO. No one's going to be the visionary for you. And that has to be you every day. Like that has to be the first hat you put on in the morning is the CEO or visionary role or hat. And that's the person who's the captain of the ship leading the direction. Where is this thing going? And that's a lot of what today is about. So I'm probably preaching to the choir because you're here because, you know, you want to talk about vision for your life and business. That's you putting on the CEO hat. So good on you. But if you hate business and you hate marketing, like we got to start to change that. But what we also want to look at is like, what else did you love or what else do you love? In fact, the reason I said it past tense is a great question. I don't know where I heard this from, but man, it resonated with me so much. It was so true is what did you do as a kid? Like when left to your own devices, what type of stuff did you do as a kid? If you can think back to that type of stuff. For me, ironically, I did two things. I started businesses and I made videos. It's crazy that I've been able to do that today. I mean, that just gives me chills. So when I was a kid, I would like literally the youngest age is I would put up a little desk in front of my door to my bedroom. And as my parents walked by, I pretend that I was like a storefront owner and I would try and sell them stuff. As I finally got older and started to figure out some business ideas, I would do things like lemonade stands and garage sales. And then I graduated into eBay and you know, all this other stuff. And when I wasn't doing that, I was making home videos with my sister and my friends. It's just crazy that I'm, you know, still doing that today. That's a huge piece of that is I told you on one of my previous episodes that we spent an entire month filming for a brand new video series. And it was like, man, I've missed this. We've had so much fun. There was so much creativity and so much just like having fun doing it. And if you're not having fun doing something, why the heck are you doing it? You know, I mean, look, there's all stuff we got to do. We all got to do things like pay taxes, but if you're doing all the stuff you hate doing and none of the stuff you love, like what is the point? So there's got to be some of that in there. What do you love doing? Follow that passion. 
and a good key, some people say like, well, I don't, you know, I don't even know anymore is like, start to look at what you were doing as a kid. I think that's such a huge indicator, such a huge indicator, but that's so important. Stepping into, you know, what you love. Now, the next area is what you're good at or your strengths, right? So if you can start to combine your passions with your strengths, all right, we're on to something. Now, I like to say here that we have an internal and an external strength. What I mean by this is strengths that are good for the internal workings of the business and external. And so you need both, actually. Like, how do you show up like when it's beyond just you in the business, especially do you have strengths in leadership or communication? Because I've seen business owners that try to build a team. They aren't even at all a good leader. Communication, no bueno. Those things are important. And you know the good news is you can develop those. I think you can. <laughs> I was able to. But then what's your external strengths? What are the things that you're good at that can impact your customers or your clients? Okay. And again, which we're going to get to in a second is how do all these both tie into making you money, which to me is like the huge piece. Now, if you follow Dan Sullivan at all, he talks about this concept of the unique ability. It's the same here. Like what is the thing that you can do better than anyone else on the planet? That's the question to ask here in this category. What is the thing that you can do better than anybody else? And if your answer is, I don't know, for the longest time, that was my answer was, I don't know. The first piece of advice I'll say is you will know the more work you're doing. Really, if you don't know, it's because you're not working. You're not doing the work. Because you really only find that answer through work, through action. How would you know what you're really good at if you've never done it before? So just keep following, keep doing the work, and that will get clear. I've learned over the years, like, man, I'm really not good at this. I'm really not good at that. But I am good at this, okay? And for me, personally, there's like a couple internally communication and strategy. So I can communicate a clear vision and clear strategy for my team, for anyone inside the business really clearly, really effectively. Externally, teaching and coaching and just working on, especially at the higher level with my inner circle members, like those deep, powerful, lasting breakthroughs. But I'm very good at teaching, very good at communicating and transplanting my knowledge into someone else's brain so they actually get it. So now you start to see like, oh, that's why he has a teaching related content business. If you're really bad at teaching and you hate it, maybe you shouldn't be teaching. (laughs) That would be something to think about or you have someone else do it for you. But another tool I want to give you is, you know, episode 21 of the Mind Your Business podcast talks all about Myers-Briggs personality type. If you take that test, it's going to really help you get clear on your strengths. It'll just tell you what your strengths are, like what the natural default strengths are. And I was able to learn a lot about myself and my strengths. And we use that with our students to say, hey, you know, when you find out your personality type, you get to align your business and your life, your values and your goals with who you are, really. And that's extremely powerful. So our third circle here in the Venn diagram, the first two is doing what you love and doing what you're good at. The third area, which makes us all complete, is doing what makes you money. This in itself is a skill because I hear it all the time. How do you monetize that? But how do you actually make money doing this? I always can come up with good answers for that, depending on people's first two, right? So for me, I love making videos, but I never became a videographer. Why? 
doesn't make that much money. And I didn't want to go into, you know, Hollywood. I mean, really, I knew I wanted to work for myself, right? So I needed to find a way to tie that back to the sale, tie that back into bigger revenue. And, you know, I look back from the beginning, whether I was, it was my bartending days or teaching YouTube or making a bunch of YouTube videos. It's just me making videos and building a business around that, making videos about how to make videos with a video. (laughs) So that's how I made money with it. It's like video inception, right? But that is a very, very important piece. Okay. So the question is, how do you tie this back to the sale? How does this generate revenue? And really, what is the highest value that you can provide that will generate the most revenue? Because that's where we got to start looking at leverage. Okay. Now, one of the pieces I want to add here, which has always been really important for me, and I want to include it here for you, is having values and rules in your life and your business. Rules that you create. And I want to give you some examples of this. So for me, for the longest time, you know, I'd have goals, you know, and you say, you're like, I want to generate $10,000. Well, there's some unspoken rules there. Like you want to make $10,000 without doing anything illegal, right? That can be assumed. It's an unspoken rule. Like, obviously you're not going to break the law to make this money. Okay. Well, that's one rule and write that down. But what are the other rules? What are you willing to do? What are you willing not to do? Not willing to do, you know, and making rules about how many hours you want to work or how you want to work with people is really important. So let's talk about that. For me, one of my rules was not working with one-on-one clients. I'm going to do this without any one-on-one coaching. Why? Because that is trading time for dollars and it's not scalable. There's no leverage there. Okay. Which is why we created a mastermind. Because I can have that same type of connection and high-level conversation, but it's a much more leveraged format. So when you create these rules, you create a little bit more of that structure and that parameter. It starts you to get to say no to some things so that what is a possible yes can start to light up for you. So you could have a rule about how many hours a day you work, or how many hours a week, or how many days a week you work. You could have rules about what you work on versus what you don't work on. I have a rule every turn, every launch, I surf every day. That's a rule. Rain or shine, good waves or bad, I'm at least in the water every single day. That's just a fun little rule. If you have a rule I used to, that was don't work on Mondays. A Monday was my day off. But that was just a fun rule. I didn't like working on Mondays when everyone goes back to work, right? That's when everyone tries to email you because <laughs> that's when they're like, I'm going to get caught up on my email. And then you're like overwhelmed with email. So I'd always take Mondays off. What are your rules? That's going to be extremely, extremely important here. So if we recap this really quickly, we start to get clear on your business and life by design by getting clear on three things and finding that sweet spot where you focus on what you love and what you're passionate about. Like I love teaching and I'm good at it and it makes me money. I love making videos. I'm good at it and it makes me money. Is that not a business by design? This is so important because how many of us are doing what others are doing because it worked for them? 
how many of us are chasing the other strategies that other people are deploying because we know it worked for them? Maybe, folks, it worked for them because they're in alignment with these three things. Because this is something they love, they're good at, and it makes them money. But you aren't them. Get clear on what you love that you're also good at and find a way for it to make you money. And put the necessary rules and parameters in place so that, yes, the business will fuel you. Yes, when you're working, it will charge you and get you more excited and more enthused and more passionate, but you still have time for a life. In fact, it's the other way around. Live your life and yes, make time for the business. Parkinson's law. Work expands so as to fill the time available for its completion. If you don't first make time for what matters to you in your life, like relationships, health, your values, your hobbies, travel, relaxation, whatever, you'll end up letting work just consume everything you do, all of what you do. So I want to end with a little passage that I've shared before on a previous episode, but it's worth sharing again because I read this over and over again to myself. And this is from Michael Gerber's E-Myth Revisited. And it's a passage actually from Tom Watson, the founder of IBM. And he was asked what he thought had attributed to the phenomenal success of IBM back in the 80s. And he gave three reasons. He said, the first reason is that at the very beginning, I had a clear picture of what the company would look like when it was finally done. That's your step one. Get clear on your vision for your life, for your business, for all of it. And then he said, the second reason was that once I had that picture, I then asked myself how a company which looked like that would have to act. Your step number two is to ask yourself that question, that same question. What would a business and a business owner, a CEO or a visionary like myself, how would I need to act in order to sustain that vision? And then he said, the third reason IBM has been so successful was that once I had a picture of how IBM would look when the dream was in place and how such a company would have to act, here it is, I then realized that unless we began to act that way from the beginning, we would never get there. Step three, act that way now. Step into the way of being of that vision fulfilled today, even if it's for just five minutes. That's what's going to make the difference. Thank you so much for listening. And here's to creating your life and business by design. For 10 years now, I've made my living selling digital courses, membership subscriptions, and group coaching. I've been able to make millions of dollars. Yet even better, I've been able to help thousands upon thousands of students with my training. Yet I've never taught my system 
on how to actually get started, how to choose the right niche, the right product, the right tools, and the right plan. Until now. The information marketing industry is booming now more than ever. And if you've been sitting on the sidelines waiting to get in, well, now is your time. For the next eight weeks, I'm gonna be delivering a brand new training course live, showing exactly how to get started and get profitable, even if you have no list, no product, or no idea. And the best part is, it's 100% free. All you have to do is request an invite to my private Facebook group. Every week, I'll broadcast a live, in-depth training with homework, action items, and of course, Q&A. So to request access to my private group now and join the training absolutely free, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash free. That's www.jameswedmore.com forward slash free. And I'll see you there.